You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. They deserve to pull within three. That's what was going through my mind. I mean, I, we we played, you know, fourteen or sixteen minutes of bad basketball, you know, and you can't do that in an NBA game. You're lucky to have the lead at all. Um, we played really well early in the game, um, but they missed a couple of shots right around the rim, so it was probably not as good as it looked on the scoreboard. Um, and then, you know, we we let our guard down, per se, and. Um, and they played well, so that's a that's a killer combination, right? They made shots, they hurt us in transition, they got a couple of um, and ones and aggressive plays to the rim. Um, but then I, I was I was happy, Bill. With, I mean, you go through all these situations so many times in a year. I was really happy with how we responded. More like what got into my teammates. It was knocking down shots. Uh, they made a lot of tough shots. Made me look good. You've been seeing the last few games making a point to really find guys with a good effect of the scores. Talk to me about that part of your game. Um, I mean, I always had it. My dad forced me to play point guard at times in high school. Um, so it's, it's kind of almost natural. Celtics almost blow it, but they pull it out. They win 107-96. They are on a three-game winning streak for the third time this year. The three of us are going to talk about it. This is the Garden Report presented by Lynda.com on CLNS Radio and Celtics. Welcome back to the show, or welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. We're joined again by Travis Singleton for the second and final time of the year, and we miss him at that. Jimmy Toscano, that's true. Jimmy Giscano is back from Phoenix where he was covering this, the Patriots Super Bowl run. Nice. I would say that worked out fairly well for you there. It was a solid. It was an, it was an okay game. It was decent. Yeah. It was decent. So we're going to talk about this decent win here for the Celtics. They <laughs> win 107-96. Jared Solinger continues the redemption train as he has a game-high 22 points. He also had seven assists and eight rebounds. Seven assists a career high for Jared Solinger. A guy who's probably going to be getting seven assists a lot more in his career because that guy's a solid passer. And he really made a lot of plays tonight, Travis. Travis, you haven't been here for a lot of the stinky times with Solinger, but you're seeing the last two games. He's playing a lot better. I guess he's just doing it for you. I mean, yeah, that's my guy. You know, he he stepped up big time, you know, two two games in a row where he just actually came out and showed that he can be that leader that they need them to be. I mean, need him to be, you know, and um, it's just it's been crazy because the other night we was talking about he was a little sluggish and then all of a sudden tonight he's just out there just running gun and uh, he actually got announced out last. You know, instead of Bass this time. So I think he, he took that in. It's a team MVP right there. Hey, he, he's, he's the MVP. So, I mean, 
he was all over the place tonight. You know, he was definitely facilitating. He was doing a lot, a lot of things that you usually don't see him do as well. You know, when it comes to that passing game, but um, he was finding everybody in their spots, and he was also hitting the big shots too. You know, so I, I I'm impressed with his game tonight, and I, I hope to see it. You know, on league pass from now on. Well, Jimmy, you were. Bef I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off there because you before you left for Phoenix, he was playing like garbage pretty yeah. much. It was really bad. You come back. And once again, he's playing well for you too. I mean, clearly this is the only reason. But this he looked—he looked like a rejuvenated player. Clearly, the benchings are having an effect on him. Now he only played 30 minutes, and he had 22 points. I mean, the efficiency's there. Mm -hmm. How much do you think of it was the fact that he was getting covered by a small forward in Rashard Mamute versus him just really looking like a different player? I think it's a little bit of both. But I think you guys are missing the main point of this whole thing: is how important is extra sleep? I mean, that's what this comes down to. A guy gets a couple extra minutes of sleep, maybe an extra hour. Yeah, he's late to the game, but he's coming in rejuvenated, rested. And he's, we're seeing it in the play. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no, seriously, I mean, we were talking about it uh, before this. Uh, Mbappe Mute, is, is, you know, he's not, he wasn't elected to the All-Star game you know, for a reason. This is just a smaller guy. For Was the, this the reason why? Yeah. He <laughs> this the is the reason, but yeah. this is Exhibit A, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but I'm not, not taking anything away from Selinger. I mean, like you guys have already mentioned, he is playing a lot better. He's more active. I like to see him active down low. Me too. Um, I, I still am not, I'm not huge when he's taking those outside shots, even though sometimes, he, sometimes they come back and they're, and they're fine. But I like to see him banging down low. I like to see him using his body, his big frame, and especially on an undersized guy like Mute. Okay, so Solinger looks better. The backcourt has been a bit of an issue lately. Turner was starting at point. They put Marcus Smart in there. Jimmy, I mean, they look better with Marcus Smart there. The offense isn't necessarily better overall, but the guys are playing better. I mean, Bradley is shooting lights out now. Mm -hmm. Marcus Thornton's kind of coming in as a six-man. He's playing really well right now as their six-man. They're playing really energetic, too, and I think it just it does start with your point guard and Smart, and it was just a stark, stark contrast tonight where you're playing the Sixers, who literally did not have a point guard tonight. They started uh, Jakar <laughs> Sampson, who is, was a power forward in college, uh, and he's like a forward slash sometimes you know shooting guard today. And, and they signed a guy, um, Tim Frazier, who we'll talk about later, who's never played in the NBA before. But when you have a guy like Smart, who's learning the position every, every game, he's getting more and more comfortable with the spot. You had a guy like Bradley. Those guys are defensive hounds, and we, we saw it on offense. But the defense stood out to me tonight, too, because they, as they saw a weakness in Philadelphia in their front court, and they attack that, and they turn that defense into offense on the other end. And Bradley's shooting much better than he was at the start of the season. He was pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, 36 minutes, three points. I was a little, you know, little suspect on that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, like you said, he was a ball hawk on defense. Mm -hmm. Him and Bradley, that's gonna be that's gonna be very special, you know, for the years to come. And he's he's gonna get, like I said, the, you know, last show. Every game he plays somebody, you know, he's going to play somebody that's better than him, like a Dame mm -hmm. or somebody like that, and he's going to keep building experience. Tonight, Philly didn't have that person, you know, that, that point guard, right. and he was able to actually get everybody else involved and be able to be aggressive on defense. And when you have, when you have somebody, you know, when you have a team that's inexperienced like that, then you can attack those passing lanes and get in there and get those steals and get your teammates involved. So he's, he's growing by the minute, and, um, you know, it just speaks to how Brad Stevens believes in him, too. Because on the outside looking in, I'm like, man, you got this kid with so much potential, and it hasn't even been shown yet because of, you know, the, the, mix, the mixing up of the, the lineups and stuff mm -hmm. like that with Turner and everything. So I think that, you know, we're just seeing the beginning for him, and I think that we'll be able to see a lot more from him. It's kind of like... Kind of like Rondo went away, like at least a younger Rondo, where he yeah. doesn't have to fill it up points-wise. Because, I mean, tonight, if you look, eight rebounds or eight assists and seven rebounds, I mean, those are numbers that Rondo used to put up, mm -hmm. you know, with the Celtics before he was counted on more offensively. Definitely. 
And the thing is, the ball pressure. I mean, what's really important about having Smart and Bradley together is they're just so much better defensively. Oh, yes. They're yeah. hounding the ball, yeah. and that's this team doesn't have a lot of offensive talent. They don't really have that effective of an offensive system right now. I probably put that more on the talent than on the coach. Mm-hmm. But and that's not really a dig at Stevens. It's just because they don't really have the talent yet. But when they're playing great defense, they get into transition more. We saw they had nine fast break points tonight on three attempts. They, I mean, I feel like the fast break points probably aren't as good just because they don't they don't really convert nearly right. as yeah. much. Well, they had, and they have a lot of delayed transitions. They had eleven. They created eleven turnovers in the first yeah. half, which was yeah. sixteen points. So I mean, that's sixteen points there. And they had a double-digit lead in this going into the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that had to do with defense, clearly. Yeah. They had 20 points off of turnovers, so it's generally a yeah. good number. 20 points out of 107, that's you know, nearly a fifth of their points are coming off of turnovers. Mm-hmm. And then they're getting a bunch of them on their threes. I mean, you want them to be getting points off of threes and off of turnovers. So that, that's a good sign there. It definitely is. I just I just like what I saw, you know, these last two games, you know, being home and, and seeing the show that they put on, you know, for me and for everybody else, you know what I'm saying? It was it was good to see because that's what Celtic basketball is, you know, defensively, everybody locking down and, and being able to create different opportunities for, for other players to get involved in the game. And I just hope that this, you know, can grow to a, a bigger win streak. You know, I don't want to get too excited about, you know, Sixers and and um, the other team they played. I forgot who they played already Wednesday. Nuggets. The Nuggets, yeah. But I mean... Two of the worst teams in the league. So, so, you know, I I don't want to get too excited about that. I want to see that quality win against a a team of the magnitude of Atlanta or somebody like that so I can, you know, feel good about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. So... We know you should get excited for? What? Part two of this episode. We'll be right back. (laughs) It's great. It was great. We could have, you know, folded the tent, you know, when when they made the run. Like I say we've been in position when we down 20, so we know it's you know it's kind of easy to play when you're down 20, and those guys never quit. So uh, it shows you know the growth that we we have on this team, and you know um, we're getting there. Is that something where a few weeks ago it might have been different? You guys are really progressing. You feel like? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. You know, a few weeks ago we probably got rattled, you know, and probably wouldn't have came out with that game, but you know. Um, we 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 starting to find we starting to gel as a team now and we starting to play for one another and you know that's a great thing.
feels great. You know, anytime you be able to step out on the court and play the game you love so much, you know, it, it feels great. And you know, to be a part of you know, this organization with these guys, these these players, these teammates and coaches, you know, it's an honor. You ain't think you think you play that many minutes though? I don't, I don't know. You know. I didn't know, but you know, I knew I was coming. I felt like I was ready for anything that I, I was needed for us to win. What was your reaction when you found out that you were getting signed by the Sixers? I mean, it was great. It was ecstatic. You know, it was a dream come true. You know, anytime you get a chance to, like I said, play the game you love and, you know, come up, you know, it was awesome. How many minutes did I give him? So think about, think about that. Really, think about that. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story. So for Tim to come from Maine and, and you know, drive up 95 and then change his uniform and go get 34 minutes in an NBA game, that's a hell of a story. To that kid's credit, he delivered. He did well. And we're back at the Garden Report, part yes. two. Yes. So we're going to talk about Tim Frazier here <laughs> off the top. Tim Frazier, he makes his NBA debut. He was a Celtics player until tonight. As Brett Brown said, he drove down I-95, put on a different jersey. What a hell of a story it was. Travel, that was a hell of a story. That was, that was pretty impressive right there. You know, he was talking about how he had to, you know, get from the hotel get to from the hotel you know room and then just hop right on the on the highway and get get over there and uh man that's that's just amazing to come out and play the way he did in his first career nba game 11 assists that's that's pretty impressive right there and i think they they probably found something right there i mean mcw's there but i mean you can also have somebody that can actually you know be in there and actually facilitate i think you know, Michael Carter Williams comes off, you know, better as a wing player a little bit because he's he's able to give you everything, rebounds, assists, and points, and he's a slasher in my opinion. He has no jump shot at all. But um, <laughs> but um, you know, Tim Tim's gonna do some Screw things. That guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tim's gonna do some things, you yeah. know. And um, I, I think this is just a testimony to to how he how he grinded. That D league grind is real serious, you know, and and it and it pays off. You just gotta keep keep going, keep going. After the game, I talked to Chris Babb, and he, you know, he was like, "Hey, I'm out here grinding. I'm trying to trying to get there. I'm gonna be in the D League, you know, All Star game, but I still need to get on there." And and to see somebody like Tim doing that, you know, that just let him, you know, know that there's actually hope out there. And like I said, 11 assists, you can't beat that in your first game. I mean, you're the sneaker guy. Wasn't he wearing some old? Some he was old... wearing some old Kobe's today, man. I I don't know the number exactly. He caught me off guard. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was I was, was real old. I, they was old. I think that was the Kobe too. Yeah, might, that might be, and the reason for that was because when he got the call to go to the team, he couldn't get into the team facility to get his sneakers, so he, he pretty much had to roll with whatever he had on his feet at the time. True gamer. True <laughs> yeah. gamer. And to go out there and dish out 11 assists like that with a bunch of players that you've never played with, I know he was on their summer league team, but it's a completely different group of players definitely, on the summer league definitely. team than it is now. Yep. Maybe not that completely, if you, if you look at the roster. <laughs> <laughs> but... Relatively speaking, I mean, I think we can agree that it's a completely different team and yeah. the stuff that they're running is different. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really a, it's a testament to, to, to him to come out and do that like that. But, I mean, the Sixers, I mean, they had a guy, they had a guy, Larry Drew, yeah. the second, who was their backup for the last 12 games. Came to, when it came time to sign him to a third contract, they said, no, we need that roster flexibility. Um, you know, they're, they're thinking about the future. They're not thinking about now. If they had, if they had Drew going tonight, uh, it's starting over um, – over Samson, yes. Samson. Uh, they may have won this game, but they, you know they're going with they're going with the long term plan here, and so they get another loss tonight because of it. But well, Fra- but Fra- but but back to but back to Frazier. I mean, we talked to guys before the game. I talked to James Young, Brad Stevens. Said the one thing he said about him was he's quick, and that was the one thing that stood out to me watching him tonight was that he's fast. 
his explosiveness is great. It's almost like he's a bigger Phil Presley. You know, the thing is, they had to start a former power forward at the point right. tonight. <laughs> yeah. They might have found it. They might have found an answer there. I mean, let's not get over our heads. But we saw what Tyler <laughs> no, Johnson did for the Heat last week, where he uh, they he found an answer it. that yeah. this was a wrong decision. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at least Brett Brown knows how to put a point next time MCW's out. I bet you, you Frazier starts tomorrow. He will. Oh, he will. He no will. question about that. Samson's going to be left back in Boston to shovel some snow. <laughs> well, yeah. Frazier starting. And that you made a good point about MCW. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of very similar to Evan Turner. He's kind of stuck playing point, which Definitely. works for him, but he might be better off as a two. Yeah, I think he's better at a two because, he, like I said, he's a slasher. When he go, when he attacks the paint, he's going in there reckless, you know, like just like a, a, West, a Westbrook or like a Ginobili. You know, when he, they go in there, they're fearless, you know, to the basket, and he's going to get there. You know, it's either he's going to make it or he's going to get fouled, you know. But I feel like what he does is he actually, you know, bows out and, um, you know, actually take, bails out the defense by taking those jump shots. And that actually doesn't help out for the team because he he's had some of the worst field goal percentage, you know, you know, games this year. Like, and I had him on my fantasy, so I understand. I'm speaking from the heart here. So I I saw him shoot. I saw him, I saw him shoot four for 16 in the game, and I'm like, come on, dude. But he still had a triple double. So I'm like, hey, you know. Well, Rondo used to do that. He'd shoot one for nine, and they have a triple double, and we and people pretended like it was a good game, but still shot for one for nine. Yeah, it was right, not right. a good game. Yeah. 10, 11, and 10. It's like triple double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, man, what is this? So. All right, so Solinger almost had a triple double tonight. Almost, was, was I was, was going to say that, but you know. So, all right, quickly, All Star. We kind of want to start talking about the All Star games. We only have one more episode before the All Star mm -hmm. game. So, as far as snubs are concerned, yeah. I mean, everyone agrees Damian Lillard's the guy that should be in there. Definitely. There's questions about whether Chris Paul should be there over him. I'm kind of leaning towards not. Yeah. But with Definitely the Eastern not. Conference, oh, Dwayne Wade old. is absolutely not going to be playing. Yep. He's pretty much ruled that out. So, yeah. if someone has to get replaced. We got a few good options here. Why don't we go through and just um, kind of go through them? I definitely got to go with Kyle Corbin for me. You know, the 50, 50, and 90. That's You cannot tell me he does not deserve to be there mm. for the display that he's been putting on this year shooting. No. It's been beyond real. And um, it's just a testimony to how the team is. You know, everybody is playing. Right. You know, that like everybody says, they're the Spurs of the Eastern Conference. You know, and it's like everybody knows their role. You know, they don't have that one superstar. But they have great role players that play like stars at moments when they need to. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the way Kyle Korver is shooting, you cannot leave him open from anywhere on the court. And he's just, he's a dead eye sniper. You got to snuggle I with mean, him in bed at night, otherwise, he's going to hit that three over. <laughs> <laughs> we dedicated almost an entire episode to these guys a couple weeks ago, yeah. just talking about how they were a well oiled machine. That's pretty much what the consensus was from the Celtics' point of view as well. And sure enough, they got. Their starting five was players of the players month, of which I thought was incredible. awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, was great. Uh, I definitely think Corver has a great argument for being on that team. The other guy uh, in the East that stands out to me is Brandon Knight, yeah. and obviously in Milwaukee. I mean, that's just a team that's come out of nowhere, really. I mean, yeah, they have. And Jason Kidd, first-year coach, after failing in, in Brooklyn, you really didn't have any expectations for them. Yeah. Um, Parker's down for the year, and the Bucks are still doing their thing. They're still winning some games. Like they're still in the playoff hunt, or they're in the playoffs as we speak. And, and yeah. Knight's obviously a huge reason for that. So I think it's good to get those those guys some recognition because let's be honest, no one's really paying much attention to the Bucks. So that's a kind of a good time to say, hey, like recognize what this guy's doing way up here. And if it weren't for what Budenholzer is doing with Atlanta, we'd probably be talking about Jason Kidd as the front runner for Coach of the Year. Yeah, good point. I mean, Milwaukee was the worst team in the league besides the Sixers last year. Mm -hmm. They 
don't add anybody. They actually lose their top pick in Parker, right. and they're still. They it's not like oh, the Eastern Conference sucks. They're twenty seven and twenty two, I think, before our recording yeah. tonight. They, yeah. they have a pretty good record. They'd be fighting for a playoff spot in the West. I thought so, they would have tailed off by now. They haven't. Yeah, they have. It's crazy though, because like Jared Dudley has stepped up his game like this season. Like you know, there's yeah. certain players that are just like emerging and finally getting that opportunity. And mm -hmm. I think this is what Brandon Knight needed too in his career. You know, somewhere where it's like the spotlight is not completely on your forehead. You know what I'm saying? And you can get everything, you know, do everything, you know, under undercover. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's able to come in there with no pressure and just ball out. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's making Jason Kidd look real smart right now. Might be like that Cleveland effect with J.R. Smith, too. There's oh, just, yeah. like, nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this shit. I guess I'll just show up early today. Exactly. <laughs> he's also so. playing for a good coach for the first time in his career. It's, it's very apparent Jason Kidd's a really good coach. I mean, yeah. the, the results just speak for themselves. some younger guys, you know, like, how do you coach KG? How do you coach Pierce? It's just yeah. weird. It was yeah. definitely weird because he already he played them the year before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They, like, it's they like, come went on. up against each other. That's what I'm very heated. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Jason Terry, like come on, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, the one thing is Giannis gets all the attention in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. but Knight's the one that's really doing the work. Yeah, Giannis, his numbers aren't really that great. He makes some unbelievable plays, and mm -hmm. right. him in the dunk contest is going to be that's going to be for the ages. I think we people hope. are just in love with Giannis's like potential. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they're looking ahead. Mm -hmm. Which is fine, but I just think Knight's the guy right now. And he's a sports center darling, but he's not really yeah, doing definitely. it consistently. Um, you know, for me, the one guy that deserves some praise, at least for what he's doing, is the Moose, Greg Monroe. A guy that was kind of on the decline, it seemed like, last year. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that terrible, terrible financial move of getting rid of Josh Smith has been an incredible yeah. basketball move for that team. Yeah, they're just they're freed up. They can run their team the way they should be run. It's allowing Monroe to be a true big man, and Monroe's just been absolutely unstoppable. It really started here yeah. when he came to Boston. He put on an absolute show, yeah. mm -hmm. and he's been just twenty and tending it pretty much ever since. He hasn't really had the kind of. It was really mostly January where he's been playing yeah. great. Wasn't really a good month. It was a pretty ugly month in December for them. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why he's the last man out. Yeah. But he definitely deserves some recognition for what they, he did. They definitely have the Twin Towers there now, you know, and that's that's like the remix of the Twin Towers in my opinion, because you got Monroe that's playing like the Duncan role, and then you got Drummond playing that the David Robinson role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're just snagging up every rebound and dunking all over people right now. So that's a good little. I like that comparison. That, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You know, so they're doing they're doing big things there, and, and also you got to give some credit to um, DJ Augustine too. Came in for Brandon Jennings. Yeah. You know, he's out for the season now, and he's been putting up career numbers. He's had already twenty and twelve like a couple of times. So and, and just replacing him, you know, so that just speaks to their team. I, I, that was my sleeper team right there yeah. for the playoffs. I thought they was really gonna make that Detroit? that push. Yeah, I thought they was gonna yeah. make that push. And, um, you know, once they lost Josh, I was like, maybe things will free up for, you know, a lot of the people. And that's what's been happening, you know. So hopefully they keep it rolling. Yeah, that Josh Smith signing was just bad from the, like, as soon as it happened, everyone was like, it's kind of weird a little bit. Like, yeah. you, had, you already had Monroe. Yeah. You already had Drummond. You wanted to see those guys kind of blossom with, mm -hmm. with each other. And then, Jer and then Smith was just kind of just there, like, taking up shots, taking up yeah. space. So, yeah, they ate a ton of money, and it was crazy that they did that but it's for the best. Yeah. Well, Joe Dumars kept spending too much money on shiny objects because they were the right. only ones available. Yeah. I mean, Dumars picked two really bad free agency classes to throw a ton of money out there as Detroit was desperate, and it backfired so miserably it's unbelievable. Well, but they've drafted pretty well, though. Monroe's yeah. going to get himself a nice contract here now. That's yeah, true. he definitely will. It's a free agent now. That worked out pretty Maybe well for him. Maybe Boston? Ooh, that's possible. That would be nice. But that means that someone's going to have to move on from the, the Celtics front court because there's not enough room for him in. All right, Bass. See you later, Yeah, Bass. well, Bass is already leaving. But I don't know about Sully, though. All right, so very quickly here, let's just do baller of the night. So let's skip the stats. Yeah. We can all agree Tim Frazier and Jared Solinger's assist stats are probably the stats of the night. Definitely. Let's work it back around. Jimmy, your player of the game. 
Uh, it's going to be Selinger again. I mean, we talked about him in the last video. He's a guy who, a couple games ago, we were kind of getting on him for maybe not showing the type of leadership you want to see, showing up late, not once, but twice. I mean, kind of a little bit of red flag there. But speaking for somebody who's been stuck in Boston traffic, and I know you guys have too, it can really get, it can really catch up to you out of nowhere. And, and sometimes sure. it just, there's some bad drivers out there, man. All of a sudden you're in the middle of an accident or right behind one and you get stuck. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to see it again. But um, since then, he's playing, playing great, 22 points tonight. Career high assist, so obviously you got to give him, the, give him the player of the game. Yeah, the I, I definitely liked um, just the way how Avery Bradley was locking down tonight. He had 18 points, but he was locking down, it seemed like, in the second half and, you know, really buckled down when, when the Sixers started getting close. Mm. You know, and um, it, defense wins games and championships, and I've said that, you know, from day one. You know, and it's clear, clear that that's what it is. But... When you have, you know, a ball hawk like him and then you have somebody else that can help you like like Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart brings out the best in his defense because he sees what he's doing on one mm -hmm. end and he's like, all right, well, now I got to step it up to a whole nother level. And um, he's, he's been one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, you know, ever since that D-Wade block a couple of years ago. Um, and, and I just liked what he did tonight. You know, he made sure that he hit the shots when we needed him. And um, it was like... You know, the the score was definitely far away. It was a blowout, you know, and when they came back, that's when they buckled down. So the way that he kept the composure and kept the leadership going, him and Sullinger, I think that was really huge. Tim Frazier, because it's his NBA debut, he had 11 assists. And why would I not give it to Tim Frazier right, on man. that one? we got to end it strong. So First how's, career baller of the night for Tim Frazier. That's right, NBA debut, baller of the night debut. Congratulations, the trophy will be in the mail for you. Um, <laughs> So just before we get out of here, a few things to remember. We're powered by lynda.com. Lynda.com is amazing if you want to learn how to do anything. If you're a total bum and you need to learn how to do things to get your life together, I mean, you can just call me up. Or you can go to lynda.com. <laughs> uh, we are powered by lynda.com. We are on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. You got to subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow these guys on Twitter at Jimmy Scott. Actually, what is it? Jimmy underscore Discount. Underscore Discount. Well, you changed your name to James. I didn't remember James. No, I at, didn't change yeah. my handle, though. Okay, so James <laughs> is at Jimmy underscore Toscano, <laughs> at Sneaker Reporter here. Yep. You're doing a lot of them. Actually, quickly plug your plug uh, Kicks for Grades. Tell um, people about that. Basically, Kicks for Grades is an organization I started up um, where kids from 8 to 15, they get the honor roll. All you have to do is just tag me in the report card. Gotta be and, a legit um, report card. Gotta be legit, though. Gotta yeah. be legit. We don't want to fake signature. that here. Yeah, yeah, teacher signature and parent signature. And um, basically, um, you know, we just give out, we give sneakers out to the kids that get picked and handpicked. And um, it's a great cause. You know, a lot of kids out there usually get rewarded for, you know, not doing the right things. You know, some kids that get bad grades still get all the best stuff. So it's just a way to, to actually take care of the kids that actually get good grades mm -hmm. and their parents aren't in a situation to help them out. So it's been a, it's been a huge blessing. And, um, you know, I just want to see the, you know, the growth continue. And um, I've been reaching out to people in Oklahoma and um, trying to get it back here in some schools in Boston too. So Reebok has been a huge help, and um, you know it's just it's just been a blessing to see you know your baby grow into something that's changing kids' lives, and um, you're actually being a role model. So that's all it's about. It's, you know, Travis loves the kids. How many kicks you give out last year? Oh man, two thousand kicks. Woo! So that's crazy. you know, we're that's just four thousand feet. Hey man, we're just trying to make <laughs> sure these kids can get what they need. You know, so that's what it's all about. Travis, thanks for making a difference Thank in our you, community. <laughs> because you, the Grand Report's fun, but you're doing some real right. good in this community. Trying, that's what really man. matters. Trying, and not just Boston, but yeah. I mean, now you're doing Oklahoma. You've yeah. been doing it all over the mm -hmm. country, basically. Yeah, I'm just trying to be able to be a blessing to, you know, people that 
actually mm-hmm. saw me when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm from Boston, so to help out all these kids in Boston, that means a lot to me because it hits home, you know, and I'm trying to let them know that even though I'm not playing in the NBA, I'm still doing something with the NBA. I'm still reaching. There's still, still other avenues that you can go after, you know, so we might have the next Obama or the next Hillary Clinton somewhere, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's all about making sure that they get the good grades to get where they need to be. And that's the you gotta stuff look we're trying good. to take. You gotta look, no. good, you gotta look good. You gotta look good doing it. That's right. We got a lot of viewers in the Philippines and Australia. So all you guys, get up, get in the game. We can make hey, this a we can make Kicks Grades International. Sneaker reporter. All right. So I'm at CLNS underscore Jared Weiss, and we're about to get out of here. We have one more game oh, left. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Did you no, want to say go, something? Go, no, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Go. I thought you were gonna forget. I am about to forget. Shout out to. Miss Massachusetts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out to right. Miss Massachusetts. Exactly. Miss Massachusetts, holla at me on Twitter. No, 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 no. Shout out to Miss Massachusetts for forgetting the national anthem, but you got some help though. Yeah, yeah. so they're gonna they're gonna hear you're gonna hear about that now. <laughs> me and Kyle as we had get to help out of here. So for Jimmy, for Travo, it's great having him back Thank on the you, show. Man. Thank you. Garma Report. I'm gonna miss you guys. Out, man. <laughs> Think of what happened with the national anthem singer and the way the crowd helped her out. I thought that was big time on our on our fans, you know. Um, that's big time. When, you, when you're singing in front of people and, and you have to sing a song, and I can only imagine the nerves that was going through her. Um, and for our crowd to pick her up the way they did without laughing at her and, and just being by her side, that shows a lot of, a lot of respect for, for the city of Boston. And I thought that was big time on our <laughs>